media mogul, graphic designer, animator, photographer, digital marketer. Where does it all start? How about you start here? Talk the Walk, navigating your way into the creative industry. The podcast for young aspiring creatives like you who are eager to make their mark in the exciting world of creativity. I'm Yonga Jay, and in each episode, I'll be sharing the stepping stones of getting into the creative industry, from how to get your traditional parents on board about your career choice, to what skills you need to develop, and how to put your creative portfolio together to meet those industry standards. I'm here to demystify the process and provide you with the resources you need to confidently step into this vibrant field. Think of me as your plug, or your career big sister, if you will. I talk the walk so you can walk this talk. Tune in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one. I'm so excited to be recording this, but more than anything, I'm excited that you've tuned in. So yes, welcome again. Today's episode is about having the sit down with your parents and telling them that you want to be on TV. Only you're not going to say that, you're not going to say it like that, but that's what they're going to hear, especially if they're fully traditional. But we want them to know that there are careers, successful ones at that, in the creative industry. So you want to ease in with that kind of conversation, you know, don't like shock them. Um, But thank you so much again for tuning in. Like I said, I'm so excited. Might talk a little fast, so I'll have to check myself. But let's get right into it. Grab whatever you have, a notebook, an iPad. I'm going to be dropping about maybe three or four gems about how to get your parents on board about your creative career choice. Starting with my own story about how I pursued the creative route, um, I do understand that I probably had it a little easier. However, my parents were my parents are not in the creative industry. They're not artsy fartsy people. Um, so, you know, I obviously had to explain it to them what this means, how it makes me feel, and the resistance was very low. Um, which I am very blessed to have. Thank you, Mom and Dad. I know you guys are listening to this because one thing about you guys, you are my biggest cheerleaders. So big ups to that. Um, but how did it all start, right? So I believe that creativity, we all have an element of creativity within us. Um, Think about when you make dance moves with your cousins at the age of like seven or eight, like those choreographed things and you perform with your parents. You probably don't think much of it, but having fun is a creative aspect. And for me, I did ballet. I think I started ballet in grade two until grade three. But amongst all of that, I did ballet, I did drama, I did public speaking, and I did art. So these were all after-school activities that I used to do. And I did ballet for probably, yeah, like I say, grade two, grade three, so a year. And I had a letter in my homework diary one day, and I went home, and it talked about drama. And it just sounded so cool to, you know, uh, act and all of that. And I told my mom that I don't want to do ballet anymore. Shame. And she had just bought me my leotard and my shoes and all of that because obviously I'm growing. And I was like, nope, I want to do drama. And drama and ballet were at the same time. It was a 5 p.m. on a Monday. And 
no, four o'clock to five, because then she fetched me after work. And completely understood. She was like, okay, girl, go do your drama thing, I guess. And um, part of the classes that I had um, with art, so you know you have like maths, social, is it social science when you're in grade three? But like, you know, those kind of like subjects, yes, yeah, subjects. Um, so one of my subjects was art. And we drew, we had to draw a picture of masks, like faces, um, expressions or whatever. But the ones that, um, that plays use, like the shocked face and the sad face and the happy face, those dramatic looking faces. And there was a teacher who wanted to buy my art. And I must have been nine years old in grade three. And I went home and told my parents, like, there's a teacher that wants to buy my art. And my parents were like, no, we love it so much. They laminated it and it ended up being in my dad's office. So that art piece was never sold. Who knows where I would have been today? Gosh, no, I'm kidding. Um, And then still carried on with drama all those years until I was in high school. Continued with drama, but I started emceeing school events. So fashion shows, things like Fear Factor, uh, where like it's literally like Fear Factor, but like the students, teachers, everyone's involved grade eight parties so when you're in matric grade 12 um you welcome grade eights and you host a little party for them and even that in itself like the ability to organize and put stuff like that together is a creative aspect and i do think that our education system most of them incorporate creativity and i don't think we realize that it can foster so much of someone's future so anyway, and then it got to the point where I had to decide what degree to to um, study. And I was convinced that I was going to be a psychologist and I was going to be the best damn psychologist there ever was. And I decided to do a survey um, that excluded the adults in my life. So no mom, dad, uncle, aunt was involved. And I did a survey asking people what they saw me studying. And the feedback was, girl, journalism anything where you have to talk, anything where you're creative. And I was like, yeah, never even thought about that. I just thought that I'm going to leave the creative side or the talkative side um, to, to my high school years. So anyway, I ended up choosing a media and communication degree, which I loved. I loved the diversity of it. I loved that I could do film, I could do script writing, I could do videography like there was so much I did copywriting magazine writing yay when I graphic design all of that stuff in this degree and I do think it played a very big part in my ability to adapt in the creative industry but that's a conversation for another day in between all of this my parents were making sure that I excelled at maths so while I'm being creative and all of that in high school they were like oh go you got master maths during the school holidays And it was absolute torture for me. And I'm sure that I used to secretly cry before each lesson, like on the way there. And we had it during that September holiday. So, you know, that 10 day holiday thing. And I hated it. And I couldn't understand why I cannot grasp maths. But everything is so like comes so easily to me. So maths and economics were the two worst things to happen to me in high school. I tried to tap into the visual creativity aspect of like drawing a two sized mind maps with bright cookies and sticking them on my wall i mean you can only imagine how bad it must have been that i beautified my maths content and i had to rely on my creativity with that you know my maths textbook 
oh sorry, my math workbook rather, even looked like a scrapbook. And it had the pull-out tabs and I would fold pages a certain way. And my room looked like an exhibition of calculations and formulas because I'm just trying to make this as understandable as possible. But clearly math was never my thing. But what I'm getting to before I go on and on is that elements of creativity exist in our everyday lives. And just by zooming in or putting a magnifying glass on that element, it grows to be something greater. Um, I believe that, you know, creativity exists in all of us naturally, an element of it, of it at least, you know. And it's about how much we develop and nurture it over time. It isn't this untouchable concept, out-of-the-box thing. If we just choose to nurture it, then that creative side grows. And I could sit here and tell you all about not caring for what your parents think and go on and do your own thing, be free and fly, young bird. I could, but perhaps you're someone who really relies on their parents' support and you value their support. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I'm chatting to you if that is your cho- that is what you have to work with. That your parents are probably stubborn, they're traditional, but mostly we need to understand that they're also outcomes of their times. So it was a thing of maybe when they were younger, they were told that engineers have so much money, you live the best life, you can make something of yourself in that way. So wanting to pursue creative careers is something new to them and something new isn't easily isn't easy to adapt to. Perspectives change over time. So what happens when you say to your mom and your dad, you want to be on TV? Before uttering those words, prepare for the pushback, especially if you know that your parents take time understanding things or they just may not be understanding at all. They just don't get it. You have to teach them about why this matters to you. If you take that approach, it allows you to engage with them, but I'll get to those points shortly. But it allows you to engage with them and also somehow will make you excited and also offer an opportunity for you to reflect about why it is that you want to do this. So number one, understand your why. So why is it that perhaps you want to work in television? Is it because you see the lifestyle that Miss Bonang Matiba lives and you want to duplicate that? Or is it because you enjoy the innovation and the constant learning that comes with creating a bigger picture and how all those parts come together to create this beautiful visual enjoyment for people? At any point where your decision is possibly invalidated, your why is what keeps you going. Number two, you have to be active and proud of your creative pursuits and demonstrate the passion Oh, you know, people often think that like if you share your creative stuff, people are going to copy it. Okay, but what, what's that thing? They can copy a recipe, but something, something your sauce, something like that. You can copy, but the paste is not going to be the same. Yeah, those things. Because creativity is in us, how we cultivate it is going to be different amongst everybody because we are different beings. And you need to demonstrate your passion if you want to get the buy-in. So post about it, share the link with your parents, aunts and uncles, friends, build that support system that believes in you because they they help to solidify your why. So sharing and demonstrating weans your parents into the understanding 
You want to plant a seed in their minds that, hey, Uyong was serious about this stuff. You know, you want them to continuously see how much time you put into it and how excellent you are and also the attitude that you have when you share that stuff. Don't hide it. Creativity is about collaborating. And imagine if I told my parents that I want to be a mathematician that works for NASA. Knowing that I've showcased zero math skills and I never spoke about maths because I hated it. But how is that going to convince them that like, okay, sure, Yonga is definitely going to be a mathematician at NASA when I have a history of not being good at the one thing that would make me successful in that career. So showcase your strengths because it makes your story more believable and it gives substance to your reasons. Number three, at least I think it's not, yeah, number three. Use what already exists in the world to anchor your goal. Don't reinvent stuff. You know, I always say or always giggle at the fact that people will sometimes go on that creative careers aren't real things. But you go into their home and it's a beautiful piece of art that hangs on their wall. And they want to relax. What lovely music they're listening to. They want to unwind. Oh, look at you and the book that you're reading. These are all put together by creative people. And yet we, it's so easy for people to invalidate that. So use what already exists in the world of your parents and to anchor your goal. My grandmother used to listen to Amabali, which is short stories for it, which is um, Kosa for short stories, sorry, on the radio when I was about 10 years old. And she would listen so intently to the story then afterwards, as a family, would chat and laugh about the moral of the story and things like that. And so if I had to use this opportunity to anchor my goal, maybe my grandmother would compliment the story and say, oh, I love how that man spoke. You know, he, he painted a picture in my head through his words. And then I would skate on that and I would probably say, oh, I'd love to learn to tell stories like that and maybe tell them on TV rather than radio because it seems like that man enjoys himself so much. And I see how you also enjoy the way he talks. So you're anchoring by something that already exists in her world. And it's not to say that I was now, I have to be stuck in the radio option, but tap into the emotion that she feels about consuming creative content. That, that ties in or puts emphasis on what she already knows, on what your parents already know to be existing in their world. So use what exists to anchor your goal. Lastly, be inquisitive about their thinking. Yes, this is all about you. It's about your career. But if it means that for you to go forward, you have to have their support. You have to be willing to listen. So you want them to understand you, yet you're not willing to understand them. That wouldn't make sense. So you've got to be inquisitive about their thinking. Ask them things like, what is the reason for them wanting you to pursue careers that are otherwise traditional or have relevance to their upbringing or their time what will you being a lawyer or an engineer or a doctor do for them i mean i can almost guess that they would say that it's about the financial advantage you'll have so much money financial freedom which is great but if that is their reasoning then you go and search for success stories in your industry of individuals who who have achieved something and have that stability. So 
they how much money can you make as a radio producer or broadcaster, but also showcase the growth trajectory of that, where you can show that there is stability in what you want to do because parents love to be reassured and considered. They want, they want to know that, okay, now I don't have a leg to stand on if uh, Yonga's covered the financial aspect of my concerns uh, or the stability or the fact that it's a fickle industry. If you show longevity, show, provide proof for the things that they're asking about or things that they're poking holes about. Don't take it in your defense just use it as an information source. But, oh, okay, okay, I see they're worried about this. Let me go research this. Maybe they'll say things like, there's no traveling uh, prospects. Go and research someone who travels for their work. So use that as a motivator for the type of information you should go and seek out to help state your case. Because at the end of the day, perspectives don't change overnight. If they're willing to have some kind of conversation about this, the battle's already half won. And also, if you're a parent listening to this, you've made it this far and you're at least willing to listen to another creative person through a creative medium like a podcast. So thank you. But be open. Both ends have to be open. So both parties, you and your parents have to be open to this discussion and leverage these points about how to get that warm, to warm them up to the idea. Don't just spring it on them. Mom, dad, I want to be on TV. That, that's not going to work. You're going to be shocking them. And shock closes people off. That brings us to the end of our very first podcast episode. I do hope you guys do come back and listen to the other parts. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Leave a review and share with your friends, family, and anyone that you think might benefit from this content. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or topics you'd like me to explore, you can connect with me on Instagram. My handle is it's the young, so I-T-S-T-H-E-Y-O-N-G. Or you can pop me an email at talkthewalk at Media. Until next time, stay curious, stay creative.